At the dawn of humankind's third age, the last of the Babylon stations was constructed. Its narrative captured the attention of many fans in the 1990s. While some of it was what we had seen before, the overarching story was unique and compelling and something we had not seen from American science fiction on television. Babylon 5 is a five-mile-long self-contained world. Throughout its story, it's a dream, it's a port of call, it's a beacon, and it's a dangerous place. But it's also the galaxy's last, best hope for peace and victory. As one chapter of its story ends, another begins. This is about how Babylon 5 endures. And we're back! It's the first episode of the new year. So happy 2022. Yes. Is that true? Yes. I feel like we've been here before. We have not been here before for 2022. Oh, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about the podcast we did earlier in 2022. You are correct. Uh, this, this podcast bites. Yes, yes. Where we just discussed Bella Lugosi's vampire movies. So yes. if you're we interested... No Pardon? We played no Bauhaus. Well, look, you know, there are such things as copyright strikes. And I, um, I, I'm using Anchor, which is through Spotify, so I'm sure they can track that sort of thing. You know? I don't know. I'm using DuckDuckGo, so nobody can track me. <laughs> I have been using <laughs> DuckDuckGo for a long, long time. I have, I have used DuckDuckGo, goodness, since 2014 or so, where a lot of people were like, oh, you're not using Google? No, I'm, I'm using DuckDuckGo. Um, so, yeah. You know, I think we could, we could change the whole the whole paradigm here. People say they Google it because it's easy to say. It's hard to say <coughs> DuckDuckGo. But you could say you quack it. Huh. You could. Yeah. Did you quack it? Yeah, exactly. You, and that changes things. Could. It's way easier. You could. I mean, yeah, you, you could. I think it would change things. Change the game. Hmm. Put DuckDuckGo on top. I mean, DuckDuckGo is 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 gaining in users. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah, it, it's it's. Not I can quack that to be sure. <laughs> okay, so 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 now <laughs> quack has become like Smurf. Really? No, I'm joking. Right? Oh, I see that. Yeah, I see that now. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So. Yes. <laughs> All right, but yeah, it's the it's the first episode of 2022. So hi, I'm Joffrey. At Joffrey Spurl on Twitter, joffreyspurl.com on the interwebs. Things are changing there. You might notice that if you ever go there. I've been fiddling with stuff. Um, I'm a busy guy. I'm, I'm teaching and I'm tutoring and I'm taking classes and I'm doing these things and I have kids and a wife and a dog and, you know, various things. So, you know, I, 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 it takes time for me to rebuild websites. And then there's Mona. Hello. Hello. So that's Mona. Okay. So per the list on the Lurker's Guide, we are at episode 15 for us, which was uh, episode 16 when it aired. It is Signs and Portents. I have issues with this episode. Yeah? Yeah, I do. So, uh, let me see. So, Babylon 5's fighter pilots battle a fleet of space raiders who attempt to abduct, mm -hmm. uh, abduct a Centauri nobleman and mm -hmm. a valuable historical relic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then the rest of it's about Garibaldi. So, and what's your Morden. issue with this? Oh, I don't even have that in my... Morden's in, in my it, too. This Morden's is the, in this episode oh, fighting. So, no spoilers, but this is the episode where Morden goes to everybody and says, what do you want? I mean, that's exactly a spoiler. That's what a spoiler is. Well, you know, this is also <laughs> an almost 30-year-old show. So, no spoilers, spoilers but... 
Brat was a score. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, by the way, before we get too deep into it, not to burst anybody's bubble, but there are rumors that CW is going to be sold. What? Yes, there are rumors that CW is up for sale and that um, Straczynski's not entirely sure where that puts the reboot. Oh, wow. The tweet that he put out, the tweet that he put out was, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing until I'm told to stop. Yeah. So. Because this is it. Someone else is going to pick it up. He's got enough fan base. People want to see this, you know. I think and so. also everybody likes money yeah, so someone's I, I gonna take so. it i think i think somebody will pick it up um and hopefully, hopefully hopefully it will but it was real interesting because it sounds like cw just despite being like the teen tv show hub of the past 20 years and uh you know being being like the spot where you can get competent dc stories you know video stories out of um it, it, it sounds like they are not making money like they've never made money ever um so i guess warner brothers and i think who's the other one in cw is it paramount it's not paramount is it paramount you know. i don't think so no no no. it was because upn right it was upn yeah. and the wb it was mm-hmm. UPN and the WB that merged to create the CW. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. So it is Paramount. So I guess, I what guess. What does CW I, stand for then? Pardon? What does CW stand for? I have no clue. I don't really know. I thought it was something Warner. It probably is. CBS Warner. The CW Television Network is an American English language commercial television uh, broadcast network that is operated by the CW Network LLC. Between CBS and CBS Warner. So and it must be Warner. CBS. Yep. The, C, the C is for CBS. The W is for Warner Brothers. Got it. And I don't know why CBS would really want to have to have a stake in this any longer you know what i mean you know what i noticed on um paramount plus and even like all the the major old school channels like nbc all of their streaming networks Mm -hmm. it looks like they're not paying their engineers it looks like they're not actually investing in that arm of their business because they're they're horrible and it just sort of is it's indicative of a workplace that's like not very innovative you know not really forward because it is such a um it's so alienating as a user to um, like see these high value productions mm-hmm. and then go to their streaming service expecting that same sort of like standard of excellence oh, yeah. and to be disappointed. Oh, it yeah. is so dissatisfying. It's, it's, it's crap. I mean, um, the UI on the vast majority of the apps out there is just horrendous. The, the user experience is horrendous. And it, it's not just, it's not just, in front of these networks, I mean, it's YouTube. The Apple TV YouTube app is complete crap, in my personal opinion. Um, and that is that is actually how I, I get most of my YouTube, because I don't really enjoy watching YouTube on a 13-inch screen, or even on a 24-inch screen, because I've got dual monitors. But... Um, yeah, that's not, uh, that's not how I do it. I tend to, you know, this is, this is my home office, so I tend to do office stuff in here. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not, uh, I don't know. I don't know. At some point, somebody will, will crack it. I mean. Well, I mean, this is it. I mean, they, they either grow or they become the dinosaurs. Yeah. And someone else takes that space. Yeah. And it looks like that's where we're at with the CW. Now, I will always hand this to the CW. CW has always been free in terms of its streaming capability. Which always. I think is great. You've never had to have a login. You've never had to, to authenticate against, against a cable channel. You just install yeah. it and you're good to go. Um, and I love that, but we can't yeah. say that that's like a part of the technological arm. That's a decision, yeah. you know. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's I'm it not going to make you go 
token authentication and that's all. But like, yeah, I love that it's free. Watching ads is not that bad. Um, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense for, for anyone to put so much money in like high production value yeah. and then let you, you even stream it. Yeah. You can't even stream it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm really hoping that, I'm really hoping that whatever happens with CW means that B5 is going to continue getting rebooted. Um, but if it doesn't, we still have the old it, show. It's, it's a matter of time. Like like Star Trek, it's a matter of time for these great shows to be rebooted. One day, Battlestar Galactica will have its day in the sun again. BSG is supposed to be rebooted on uh, Peacock, like this year or next. Boom, look at that. My yeah. prediction comes true. Yeah. <laughs> that that was That was news, like, two, three years ago. And you know what? I didn't read it, so it's an actual prediction for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, BSG is supposed to be rebooted. I don't know if they're going to follow along the same concept as Moore's BSG, where all of this has happened and it, it's going to happen again. No spoilers. No right? spoilers. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or if it's just going to be a complete, utter reboot from both of the other BSGs or what. But yeah. 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 Lots of opportunity. Yep, I'm looking for, you know, honestly, even with CW possibly shuttering its doors, mm -hmm. um, it might ultimately be great for Babylon 5. Because if they were going to offer a poor UI, a poor streaming service, where I'm guessing a lot of our fans for B5 uh, mm -hmm. will be streaming just like us, mm -hmm. um, maybe this is going to be a better platform. Maybe. And the other thing is, who knows where the, I don't know exactly how the rights are going to fall. That's part of the issue, too. Because if I remember correctly, Warner's got the rights to B5. Um, mm -hmm. Straczynski's got like, Straczynski's got like the licensing rights and the movie rights. But there's something about, so Warner has the rights to the show. And I believe they've got the rights to any of the characters from the show. And if I remember correctly, he's basically said, yeah, sure, I could go and kickstart a movie. He's like, but it's going to be all with characters you've never heard of. He's like, because I don't yeah. own the rights to any of these other characters. That's fine. I totally trust him to build new characters. It's sure, but you know, you're not going to easily pull in. You know. Oh, yeah, you will. Because anyone coming to B5 now, they're not new. Well, that's true. <laughs> And if they are new, they don't know the characters anyway. So, yeah, well, it's a win-win for all of us. This is a win-win day. But if I, remember, if I remember his tweet correctly, it was basically, eh, let's just wait and see what happens. I'm going to keep working on what I'm supposed to be working on, and we'll see what happens. He's doing so. the right thing. You're, you're doing the right thing, JMS. Yeah. So. If you build right. it. Will... Hopefully. Hopefully. Or, you know, the time comes where you buy the rights back or you, you get Shout Factory to do it for you, a la MST3K. And then um, and then you end up building your own app because that's what MST3K is doing now. Is Oh, really? Their, yeah, their most recent Kickstarter, they raised enough money, they're building their own app. They're calling it the Gizmoplex. Um, hmm. So they're building their own app. And now you'll be able to sign up for, you know, a subscription service, of course, but it should give you access to everything that they still have the rights to, which is actually a really large amount of the back catalog, all things considered. Um, and then as they, new do, they, as they do new stuff, you're going to have access to that too. So, um, yeah, I, I was part of the original Kickstarter, the one that, that launched season 11 before mm -hmm. it went to Netflix. Um, you know, and I, I even, well, you guys out in podcast land can't see this, but I actually have a mug that says Mystery okay. Science Theater 3000 and hashtag we brought back MST3K. I've got a whole nice. bunch of other stuff, including the first episode of season 11 on VHS. Um, nice. In the classic MST3K cover and everything. Um, and then when this Kickstarter came around, I didn't necessarily need all the physical stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. Mona can see my office. You can't see my office. You can see that there's too much physical stuff in my office. Um, it's brilliant. Pardon? It's brilliant. It, well, brilliant, except when you try to move around. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, so this time around, I actually went more with digital rewards and stuff like that. But even still, I mean, now I've got a ton of the old movies on on digital and I'm I'm going to have access to the Gizmoplex for like a year once it's up and running and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. So who knows? Who knows? JMS could do something like that, you know, get the rights back from Warner Brothers and uh, launch a B5 app. Yeah. I don't know if he'd have any interest in doing an app. <laughs> but, you know. I mean, the way we consume media is changing. I think we're in a bit of a wild west right now. Yeah. People are willing to try things in a new way. So, yeah. 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 And I think I think something like B5 is definitely a, a good place where we could see that sort of thing occur. It's just a question as to whether or not he could get the rights back. And I don't know if that would happen, but... Maybe yeah. Warner, maybe if, if, if the C has changed enough at Warner, maybe even if CW goes away, maybe HBO Max would be the place where B5 would land or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So we are on signs and portents. <sighs> yeah. All right. I'll explain later. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are we ready? Yes, we're ready. Okay, so in three, two, one, go. Instrumental music. They really like this whole focusing in on the docking bay thing. Well, and it shows that the ship is active. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'd still like to know what Earth Standard Time is supposed to be. Is it supposed to be... It's got to be Eastern Standard Time. It's got to be Eastern. I'm guessing, because this is an American production. I'm guessing it's Eastern. But it could be Pacific. Or is it Greenwich? Right? Uh, No. No one takes either of those other two seriously. It's Eastern. (laughs) But all these folks lived out on the West Coast when they were filming this. That's right. And so they know. They don't take it seriously. (laughs) Yes, yes, I I know that feeling. My voice assistant will tell me stupid stuff like that too, Ivanova. <laughs> it's four thirty. Well, yeah, okay, it's the- probably closer to like five thirty now because she's had to do her hair and everything, right? Right. Mm-hmm. How how early did Sinclair get up? I mean, he never slept. That's my guess. Yeah. So, Raiders. More Raiders. Didn't we just have Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's a busy time at the station. It is, yeah. In fact, I could have sworn they were Raiders that looked just like these tortilla chip-shaped I will not name the name brand, but, you know, they're a triangular shaped ship. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, like an, a burrito. Oh, or, um, Is that what you're um saying? Yeah. uh, sure, sure. A burrito. <laughs> I like that. So. I still don't remember this episode or why you, you would not like it. It's not that I don't like what's in it. It's that I don't like the episode because there's too much in it. Oh, just a lot going on. Oh, my God. I mean, science importance, you know, ultimately, this is a pretty complex plot, really. There is a lot going on, so it's foreshadowing. Oof. Oof. It's not even just foreshadowing. I mean, it's like... Okay, you you are suddenly just hitting a ton of notes here. Why 
are you doing it all here? Um, so maybe this isn't your least favorite. Maybe this is your most favorite episode. Okay. So I'm not going to say, let me say it's not my least. As an episode, I think it's an absolute mess. Okay. I don't think there's a good, clear narrative line in this episode. And you'll see what I'm getting at. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a hell of a lot. There's Mr. Morden. This is your first yep. time seeing that asshole. Um, but yeah, so sorry, Ed, Ed Wasser, you know, if you're out there listening, don't want you to feel like I think you're an asshole. You're not. I think you did a wonderful job with this role. That is such a nineties outfit. Yep. Oh my God. I, I honestly think I wore that outfit at some point. Well, then you did a lot of very important business in the nineties because that was a nice business nineties outfit. No. Student council on the university. You know, I was, I was big. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got Morden showing up. We've got the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Right. So now we've got well, a one of those trouble follows. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, okay, we're gonna talk about the whole raider thing, and we're gonna talk about, you know, Ivanova, you know, keeping an eye on the ships and who's watching for valuable cargo and. What is Garibaldi doing? Right. It's like, well, a lot of them just flat out lie. Well, Michael, find out. Yeah. The head of security. When does he start being endearing? Because I remember liking Garibaldi, but I don't know when that happened. Probably after he gets shot, which is later in this episode. Or not this episode, this season. I don't know. I don't know. And now, so, not only do we have the Raiders and Morden, now we've got Sinclair opening up to Michael about the 24 hours where he's blacked out during the Battle of the Line. Mm-hmm. I mean, we now have three big things happening. And we are a whole what? Where, where's, where's my cursor? We are like four minutes. six minutes into the episode, and that is counting the opening credits. <clears throat> and it's interesting that he's like, yeah, now he's sharing this with Garibaldi. Like, has never mentioned this to Garibaldi before. We've already had, you know, the whole thing about there's a hole in your mind popping up earlier, things like that. And it's like, okay, all right. So this is this is a bit much. Now, some of this stuff is all intertwined. And I'll give it that. Some of it's not. Londo making a shadowy deal. I mean, what else is supposed to happen here? Hmm. Oh, I remember the the relic. I remember yeah, the relic. Yeah, now. it's the one that that the, 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 the relic is the uh, is the uh, emperor. Yeah. So. So yeah, I mean, those lights under those stairs. Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, those are special. Yeah, it's interesting, too. How did he get his hands on this, on that relic? Yep. Yep. I 
I think this is the first time you really see a Malari hold something that is sacred to him. Very like true. it's actually, yeah. And there's Mr. Morden. And now we've got Jakar. And the poor guy in between. Yes, of course. That's the only way you can play this, is put somebody in between them. <laughs> they really do serve like their relationship it's a it's clown it's clowning oh yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean this this continues the malari uh uh jakar back and and it does it well. You know, it really does. And like you said, the poor guy in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the clowning. Yep. Yeah. And then he gets the elevator, and then the elevator will close. Boom, boom. I mean, it's again a coming out of the um, the physical comedy. Oh, sure. Like we were talking about a bit with the Lugosi last yep. week. Yep. Are you sure it's Dylan you saw? It? So now he's told her about Dylan. I mean, it's like <sighs> all of this. Like why this moment? Like what is it? What changed? Right. right. This relationship. Right. This is all important stuff. All of this is important stuff. But damn, I would have wanted to see this over like two episodes. Maybe put Morden, you know, intersperse Morden across like five or six episodes, something like that. Um, or a clear catalyst, you know, yeah. for for the relationship to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here he is talking to Jakar. Yeah, but Jakar is a good like. That's something I love about Jakar. Jakar is a good man. Well, a good well, Narn. Narn. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good Narn. Like he, he's just a good person. So, you know, he escapes the fate of Malari. Right. Morden was never going to be able to work on him because I mean, Morden's very much. Um, it's like a, a Faustian story. Oh yeah, very much so. <laughs> you know, and and Jakar just doesn't doesn't take the bait right. again because in heart it's something i really love about jakar mm -hmm. is he good and he makes decisions and that's the thing about really good people or bad people they right. don't always do good or bad things but at his core he's a good person now he does kind of he does kind of take the bait here, but he doesn't take it to the point that Londo does later. Spoiler. And that's just it. It's the, uh, well, I mean, with spoiler, but, you know, we, saw, we we played this in the order where we started with Malari, right? Right. So, but that's just it. And, and I think this, and when we talk about the idea of good and bad, to be good doesn't mean you don't consider Right. You know, and I, actually, I would argue that you can't be good unless you consider, unless you really sure. make the choice. Even that, it's sure. just you know, ignorance. Um, in in that regard, in the consideration regard, in terms of making the choice, I think Jakar literally makes his choice right here in this episode. I agree. Yes, I completely agree. This is his line in the sand. Yeah. So. Do you think they ever joke about the size of each other's frills? You know, they must. But I also wonder, again, I think I brought this up in an earlier episode of ours, mm -hmm. um, if their hairstyle some way denotes their nobility. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And clearly, it comes with age, too, right? They don't cut their hair. So it just continues to grow as they get older. Also, I think it's possible that they might uh, shear their hair. Like, I think they might pluck the front of it, depending, yeah. again, on that nobility. Yeah. yeah. That's a possibility. Um, but in terms of the length. No, no, yeah, the length they grow out, but the yeah. hairline it might be um he might not just be having you know male pattern balding <laughs> he might be up in the ranks okay so i can't remember her name um what is her name it's not lita it is, it is not, not lita. lita but i mean we do have a uh lady ladira doesn't ladira, sound like adira at all this one's just ladira right Mm-hmm. Ladira. <laughs> Ladira. So she's telepathic, right? She she can she's more of a seer than a telepath, but yes, Prophecy. she clearly you know, has. She, yeah. She becomes the oracle. Right, right. But it's rare that you ever see an oracle written that has like like they, they have a normal day. Do you know what I'm saying? Oracles right. are usually now they're Cassandra's, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, it, you know, Kiro, for those of us who have watched this series, it does make sense. So, you know, just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he'd return that eye. It doesn't make sense. Who, Kiro or Malari? Uh, Malari. Well, I mean, the eye... Malari was the agent of the government tracking the eye down. So it yes. the government paid for it. It was his it was his job to to track it down. He is working on official Centauri business tracking that down. Kiro's just the one who owns, you know, Kiro's family is the family one who owned it. Yeah. I mean, but owned being past tense. Oh yeah. Now we get to see Delenn playing with triangles. Her, her triangles. She loves triangles. She Everybody. Does love triangles. You know, it's a Mimbari, it seems to be a Mimbari trait to appreciate triangles. <laughs> yes. And so, asking Delenn what she wants. Did you notice her triangle nail polish? I'm just putting that out there. Triangles. Oh, yeah. And now her triangle forehead. Yep. And it's with the triangles on her forehead, she's able to yep. see who Mulari really is. Or Morden, Morden, sorry. Yeah. Yep, yep. She sees you, Mr. Morden. So he doesn't even get to play Faustian games. No. And see, now she's got a triangle on her forehead. It's all about triangles. It's, it's all about, now it's gone. But it's always there. Yes. It's always there, it's yeah. It's always there. It's always there. So this is the wonderful eye. It's got an eye of Horus in the in the cabinet. I've never noticed that before. Mm-hmm. I saw that too. Yeah. Is that a Stargate reference? Hmm. You know, it could be. Could be. Or it could be just a general, you know, UFOs building yeah. things on a reference. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's a particularly interesting artifact. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look ancient or you know, it doesn't really no. have that No. And if it's supposed to go back to the first emperor, right? Right. Yeah. Why does it look like it was purchased at Big Lots and bedazzled? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's why they were desperate to find it. They need the authority. The emperor needs the authority. 
Which is why Malari should just keep it. No, Kira wants to keep it. It's his family's. So there we go. Kiro wants the eye so that he can return to um, Centauri Prime and claim the throne. Yeah, you know, does, does Norden ever approach Kiro? Mm, yes. Morden does, because I mean that means that Kiro really had a shot at this. Because without it, Kiro was never going to get anywhere near the throne. I mean, Morden's the real eye. So you don't remember too much about this episode, do you? No. Okay. I won't say anything else. But it's true. Whoever possesses Morden possesses the throne. Well, yeah, that is very, very true. Yes, agreed. Um, but it's also. It's also whoever Morden feels that he in the shadows, spoiler, um, can properly manipulate, right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. Lady Ladira, right? Not Adira, it's Ladira. Not Lita, but Ladira. It's Ladira. We don't want you to confuse Adira. With Ladira. That, that's, really that's a name that really needs to change. Um. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like in Kentari language, it's like being named Jennifer. There's it could be. a it lot could of be. Jennifers. It could be, yeah. Is Jennifer still a really popular name? I don't know. I haven't looked, you know. Um. You know, I mean, you know, um, I can't think of, of any, like, Jennifer's in my son's classes sort of thing, right? Yeah, I think it's so, a name that was, was popular. Yeah, they're, they're, both of my kids are in, are in uh, school in K-12, so, you know, it's, it's that sort of thing where you hear certain names, and yeah, Jennifer is not one that I have heard in a while amongst... Wow. Amongst their ages. Yeah. 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 So, oh. yeah. All right. They're off to go attack the raiders. Now we've got this guy looking a lot like me in the early 90s, um, huh. skulking around. Now, like I said, some of these threads do actually get come together. But there's a hell of a lot of stuff going on in this episode. And now the Vorlons show up. Well, of course, the Morden's there. Of course, the Vorlons are going to show mm -hmm. up. And I think it's just Kosh on this ship. I don't think it's anybody else. Yeah, it's just Kosh. And here's Morden. Yeah, that this is owls and ravens, mm -hmm. sharks and jets. I think that in a fight, Kosh would win. Well, yeah, because, you know, one, Morden's just human. Right? He's a compromised he human. I'm Strictly pretty sure, uh, without getting too far into it, he's... Human-esque? Um, well... Diet human? Like a Coke? Uh, I think diet human might be a good way to put it, yeah. Like, we're not dealing with real sugar. We're not even deal with, dealing with high fructose corn syrup. We're dealing with um, NutraSweet. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big fan of aspartame. Uh, um, Max. Yeah. So there we go. Ivanova's going to go beat up Raiders again. Yep, she's she's our Starbuck. Yeah. So, and now, Kiro 
is going to take the eye back to Centauri Prime. Why wouldn't Londo be the one taking the eye back to Centauri Prime? And where the hell is Londo's protection? He's yeah, got, I don't know. He's got an artifact under his arm. Yep. That he himself says Centauri Prime paid the equivalent of a small planet for. What is Veer? No protection. Like Veer is not even around. Veer is not even here. No. He's a pendant. So now Morden is going to push Londo. I mean, not hard either. He's just giving him the choice. Yeah. And here's where Londo makes the choice. Yes, it is. And this is where the Spice Girls were supposed to come. No, sorry. <laughs> and you know, yeah. it's it's really dark what Malari is talking about because yes. perception and cognitive dis dissonance. Mm -hmm. He's saying he's basically saying he wants to make Centauri great again. Yeah, and he's not. Um, acknowledging the fact that what propped up the Centaurian economy was uh, oppression. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of his really horrible, you know, dark spots in history that he considers to be, you know, bright spots. It's, right. Yeah. Right. Precisely. And now Mr. Morden knows who his mark is. And that man's playing Galaga. Sorry. Yeah, no, that is. Some of the backgrounds here, if you look at the screens, it's basically Galaga. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I love Galaga. In fact, my you youngest son, my youngest son has really gotten into Galaga. That's really it's, cool. It's hilarious. Yeah. You can get a tiny little Galaga machine. That's what at... he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. I love those. All right, so now this guy looking a little bit like me in the 1990s um, has popped up and has taken the eye. They had almost no security on them. He's got a single weapon, and it's not a big one. It's not a very big gun, and that's all he's got. And he has stolen this priceless, ancient Big Lots artifact. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not entirely sure why that manifest would be on paper. Uh, because it's the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I realize, I realize part of it is we don't want to be Star Trek, right? But even on Star Trek, they had, what were the pads? Yeah, the iPads. It's yeah, what we have you, iPads. they were effectively yeah. iPads. What were they called? Yeah. Pads. They were just called pads, weren't they? Because PAD yeah. was some sort of acronym, wasn't it? And I think that that's how iPad probably even got the name. Very possible, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, look, we've seen Picard walking around with a pad and mm -hmm. holding and handing it off to other people, right? You know, yep. it, it wouldn't be that hard. You don't have to, you don't have to do pieces of paper. Right? Yeah. But here, they do have crystals. You wonder why they're not handing off crystals instead of paper. Well, that's true, too. Let me read All this right. crystal a second. Yep. Oh, Lord Kiro. This is what happens when you try to be a hero. Guns haven't changed. You know, this guy actually looks a lot like Matthew Modine. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 Maybe he's a relative. Maybe. <clears throat> Garibaldi. Well, it's about time Michael did something. I know. Like, you know, why wasn't he? Also, that's another great question. He's the head of security. Certainly he knows the eyes on the ship. And he didn't he at all. He know the eyes on the ship. If he doesn't right? know the eyes on the ship, he is not doing his job at all. I love this old school space helmet. I actually, yeah, I, I really love those too. The bubble helmets. Yeah. Because I think it makes a lot of sense for what, what the attitude and the, the, the presence of Earth's space presence is supposed to be like, right? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. A jump gate forms just out of nowhere, and this ship that comes ship up. That ship looks like the coronavirus. It does. You're right. Huh. So that's how the Raiders have been jumping in and out of places, doing solo jumps. The uh, Borito ships just fly off. And now, to add to everything else that's happening in this episode, the Raiders are attacking Babylon 5. Yeah. Again, this episode, as an episode is too short and too packed with too much stuff in my mind it's me it just seems like a good distraction though i mean because the viewer especially your first time through mm -hmm. is not going to notice how important morden is and how this is the episode that really changes the direction of the whole show sure sure and i agree with that yeah but again i personally would have liked to have seen morden show up like two or three episodes ago Right, mm -hmm. and just have him go to Delenn, or go to. He Chicago. was Delenn was never having it. He was never going to be able to get right. anywhere near Delenn. And just go and say, "What do you want?" And then finally, like in this episode, have him go to Malari and say, Malari. "What do you want?" So, Is it, he didn't go to Sinclair. No. No, he didn't. And he kind of stops. You know, he doesn't... Of course he's not going to ask Kosh. But... And now, of course... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and now the, they have the red searchlight. Kosh has been tracking him. That's why Kosh showed up at all. Yeah. Yep, showdown. I mean, we need to have all of these scenes with Morden. I would argue that each and every scene with Morden is vital. But, yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's being told against all this other stuff that seems to be pulled together in such a way that this is I the most combat we've ever seen agreed yes yes and there are there is more combat coming for those of you who have not seen this show there's plenty more combat coming but yeah this is probably the most combat in the entirety of the first season i think yeah yeah it is but I think that that's kind of part of it. Like the onslaught you're talking about, there's just too much for the senses. There's too much for the story. Yeah. It all, I think, serves to bury the lead, which is Morden. Yeah. And the first time the episode, we get an inkling of how important he really is, is this showdown with Kosh because no one's showing down with Kosh. No. So. No. 
And now Ivanova's shown up. <clears throat> so we're going to get She's a chance. Starbuck. Pardon? She's our Starbuck. She definitely is. You know, and when you look at how she's customized her fighter and stuff, that's that shows you too. Right. Right down the middle of the gauntlet. Uh It is too bad that O'Hare has passed away because really it would be kind of interesting to get him like to do audiobooks of some of the old Babylon 5 books, right? I think he'd do a wonderful job. Yeah. Who's left from the cast? Uh, Claudia Christian. Um, Wait, no. Didn't she pass? No, she's alive. Oh, okay. She's alive and tweeting and she is active. Okay. Um, Lita, Talia, um, uh, 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 Lanier, Bill Mummy. Um, okay. Peter Jurassic. Um, huh. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Off the top of my head. Well, of course, Bruce Boxleitner. Mm hmm. Um, who else? Oh, um, what's her name from uh, season five? Lockley. Okay. What is it? Yes. Yeah. I knew, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's still a few, but I'm sure that if they're brought back into the reboot, it's all going to be as cameos sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, so when has Garibaldi had any time to do the research that Sinclair has asked him to do? I mean, probably all the time he's not around to do the security for Londo. Well, that could be, yeah. But keep that question in mind. Wasn't the Why didn't my security guy, who knows that they lie, that everybody lies on their manifests, not know it was here? She's reading the tea leaves, sort of. Yeah, not really. She's really reading his coffee. Yeah, well, you know. Now we find out that Kiro's been working with Matthew Modine's, you know, identical twin cousin. Um, you know, and, and it was just for him to get the, uh, the eye, get the eye. So now he wants them to help him take over the Centauri government. And it's like, So he's been backstabbed. The eye's been taken. <laughs> they won't pay your ransom till they know that you're alive. Hmm. And they're going to blackmail him. I mean, it's 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 a nice little, it's a nice little uh, scam that they've got set up. And now we get our first glimpse of a shadow ship. That has destroyed the jump gate ship. Yeah. 
and Lady Ladira realizes that her vision about Kiro being killed by shadows has come true. And then we just suddenly really wrap it up pretty easily, right? It's just foreshadowing. Well, I mean, the, the show, this episode is called Signs Importance. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. It foreshadowing. is. And I'm, I'm not denying the practical use of this show. It's got a ton of practical, you know, pieces going forward. Um, but, oof. Yeah, Londo figures he's going to be leaving in a few days because now that the eye has been destroyed... He will never be able to uh, never be able to show face again. Mm-hmm. And there, and there, there, there's the devil himself carrying Faust's gift. Exactly. And Londo being more than willing and ready to accept it. And the, it has some slight wear and tear on the outside of the box. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if, if you're not watching it, the laser from that shadow ship tore right through this giant, huge jump, sh you know, ship that can create its own its own wormhole basically just cut right through it like butter i cannot imagine this box would have survived but they'll find you ambassador mm -hmm. mr warden and his friends will find you now isn't that funny garibaldi's gonna escort lady ladira back to her ship but you know it was, was nowhere when they were attacked. Do you realize they're in the bathroom? Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, they were just taking a piss. Those are the urinals that they were at, and, and then they, they walked over and, and washed their hands. And also they washed their hands with yes. light. Yes, yes. And now Garibaldi, being the head of security, is going to mention this very touchy matter out in a public hallway. Michael? <laughs> We need to talk. <laughs> so when the hell did he have time to look any of this up? I mean, one assumes the internet. Well, yes. Yes. But at the same time, when did he have time? This episode moves pretty fast, all things considered. Despite mm -hmm. how packed the things are in here, this episode moves really damn fast. <clears throat> mm, yes, Lady Ladira had a vision of this place. Oh, so they yes. can do like Vulcan stuff. Yeah, yeah, she can do like a mind melt sort of thing. I mean, even up to the point where she's got to touch the temple, basically. Yeah. Poof. The end of Babylon 5. After everything else this episode has done, let's let's scare Sinclair with the destruction of Babylon 5. That's a very Ebenezer Scrooge thing to be saying, and that's a very Yoda way to respond. Mm. I wonder if this was supposed to be like mid-season finale for season one supposed to be a christmas episode was it the christmas episode 
No. I hope so. Its air date was May 18th of 1994. But when did it actually air? Because That was the uh, air date. That was the oh, date it aired. Yeah. All out of order. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, there. My big issues with that are we need less Morden in this episode and more Morden in other episodes. We need... Um, a little less heavy-handedness on the amount of stuff that's going on in here. I don't mind having the Raiders and the I being the the two storylines and then intertwining in the end. That works mm -hmm. fine. But wow, there's just a ton of stuff in this episode, and it just feels really heavy-handed to me. Mm -hmm. But yeah. What's the next one that we're watching? The next one up would be, hold on, um, list, Grail. Okay. So a visitor comes to the, to the station looking for what else? The Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. Is Jason Carter in this one? This is this one we meet him? Oh, goodness. I don't think we meet him until fourth or fifth season. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Grail. Grail. Grail's the next one. So that's, that's where we're at with this one. We have seen the shadows pop up. We have seen... We've seen Londo make his choice we've seen jakar make his choice i mean in, in a few ways jakar's choice is also in sync with londo's he does want to see their cities burn right but jakar is not at the same spot that londo is and londo has made a very clear choice to like you said make centauri prime great again right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. So, do we have anything right. else to talk about on this one? No, no. I think there's plenty. I think there's a lot to unpack in this one. And, you know, for those of you who haven't seen it before, yeah, I think there's a lot coming down the line that when you look back at this episode, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, look at that. But, but yeah. Next one's Grail. And then at that point, I think we're let's see here we are one two three four five six seven eight nine episodes out from the end of this season mm -hmm. so we only have nine more episodes with uh with with jeffrey sinclair and michael o'hare yeah 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 that's too bad because i i do like sinclair but yeah i do too so. But I'll tell you what, Box Leitner, he really lights up the stage. He's he wonderful. Does. He does. I mean, you know, when you need when you need a, a shot in the arm, you know, Tron is there. So he has one of the best sci-fi fight scenes I have ever seen, and it was so innovative and simply done with mm. the images. Just one still after another still with like mm. a slight strobe effect. Yeah. See, it's like a flash in the middle of a, a dark bar, yeah. and that really moves with still images i've not seen it done since or before it's just you know yeah. it's kind of like the old boy fight scene yeah it it's become standalone its own and if you ever seen it done again you know it's an homage you, like you know they're referencing it yeah so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm looking forward to box lightner but you know it, it's bittersweet that we're that we're starting to see starting to get to the end with o'hare i mean we'll get yeah. we'll get some o'hare uh in like cameos uh at one point but that's about it yeah the memories yep. yep so all right well with that folks we will put this one in the can and you can uh, uh be prepared for our show next week when we talk about the holy grail because that's that's what i always expect to find on a space station millions and millions and millions of millions of miles away from earth in the 90s hell yeah yeah well, the holy grail yeah. you'll also find some uh, warner brothers uh cartoons at some point 
by the way, too. That that is true. We do know. We do know that at least Duck Dodgers exists. Yeah. But is Duck Dodgers the Holy Grail? Well, we'll find that out next week. That's true. That's true. All right. Then see you all next week. Bye. Bye. squared a weekly babylon 5 rewatch podcast your hosts are mona lucius and me joffrey spurl if you're already a subscriber we're thrilled to have you please tell your b5 and science fiction loving friends about us if you aren't yet a subscriber what are you waiting for this podcast is licensed under a creative commons attribution share alike 4.0 international license thanks again we really do appreciate your support make sure to tip your waiters <laughs>